0: the art of brevity. A single well-phrased sentence will be long remembered, whereas long discourses are usually soon forgotten. In writing this book, too, I have tried to make every sentence as short and concise as possible. Meandering sentences often lose themselves like country paths in the unkempt grass of tangled thinking. So here I am recording 15 minutes, 366 times on Swami's brief statements. (laughs) So Swami cultivates the art of brevity and then I take that brevity and I destroy it with hundreds and hundreds and thousands of words by the end of it. So there is a certain irony here. Also you're talking to someone who has a YouTube channel that has well, has over a thousand videos and I'm doing so much recording because I'm in this 20 year 2020 shelter in, in, in shelter in place that I'm just rapidly galloping through because every class that I give is there. So brief I ain't. <laughs> so I have to, with that full disclosure, I have to also say, of course, he's speaking exactly right. And I'm in good company. Swami himself wrote 150 books. And he recorded thousands upon thousands of lectures. And he has thousands of pages of of private correspondence and, and more than an equal number of of public correspondence of letters and documents that he wrote. So he didn't say, don't express yourself. He didn't say, don't communicate. And it's very important because sometimes people will take something like this, to mean that they should withhold communication. And I don't know if you all have any friends like this, but I certainly have friends from whom you have to pry every thought. And that Even sometimes they think it's a spiritual virtue to withhold their thoughts. But that is not what Swamiji is saying, because he was a huge communicator. And in my life with him, he insisted that we communicate I'll tell you a ridiculous story. Just one of the many times that Swami really taught me well through humor. I had come to realize that I had a tendency, my mouth tended to work faster than my brain, and my mouth worked faster than my discrimination. I'm still very quick. It's like there's there's not much of a gap between the thought for me and the articulation of it. Sometimes, and when I talk about all this, you know, vast amount of, of recorded classes and talking that I've given, one gets the impression that I know a lot. I don't actually know a lot. It's that I can articulate every single thing I know. (laughs) And many people I know are actually far more knowledgeable. They either are not inclined or don't have the particular DNA that allows me to have a thought and say it you know just just like that so there's you know every you, what you see is what there is it all just comes out all the time however you know being like that especially in my younger years i often said things that i really shouldn't have said i still do sometimes but not with the consistent frequency that i used to do and so i decided i really had to just stop blurting out so much of the time so this was when I was already at Ananda and I knew Swamiji. And I I would often be at his house in the afternoon. It was part of my responsibility as his secretary to, to go in the late afternoon, deliver the mail, discuss the day. There was no internet. There were not even any phones at that time. So we had to personally communicate and I had to carry the mail. and uh, And we would converse. We would talk about lots of things. And so I developed what I thought was this just super idea that if I found myself starting to say something that I hadn't really, that was ill-considered or not sufficiently considered, I would stop myself in the middle. I would often literally put my hand over my mouth to stop me because the physical would help. And I would start to say something then I would say, oh no, never mind, like that. Apparently, this was not a universally attractive concept, even though I thought it was a really good idea. So, Swamiji, always knew that the best way to reach me was to make it funny, because if it was funny, I would laugh, my feelings would not be hurt, but I would get the point. So after this had been going on, I don't really know how long, whether it had been days or weeks, I came to Swamiji's house one one day, and we'd had supper together, and then it was somewhat into the evening, and we were about to leave, when my friend Seva and I were both there with Swami, and just as we were, we were standing literally by the door, Swami was always an extremely gracious host and would often walk us to the door. So we were standing at the door saying goodbye. And Swamiji said, oh, Asha, he said, I was meditating this morning, he said, and Babaji came to me. Now, Babaji is the deathless Himalayan master who is the guiding force behind our whole spiritual path. <gasps> The idea that Babaji might appear to Swamiji was in itself just like, oh, really, sir? And Babaji came to me, and then, and then, you no. Know, so once he really had our attention, which he did, Swami said, and he had a message for you, you know, for me, Asha. Babaji has come to Swami. Babaji has a message for me, and that message was, and then Swami says, oh, never mind. of course. Communication was instant. I said, it's annoying, huh? He said, yes. He said, please don't do it ever again. <laughs> it was absolutely perfect. I mean, he, he got me, as they say. I guess pranks are what people play. He It was a superb prank. He had me all the way. I mean, I could hardly breathe when he said Babaji had a message for me. So when Swami said, oh, never mind. It was absolutely perfect. Now, so what I was saying is the art of brevity is not necessarily silence. It's simply not to fill up space with words that are not needed and not to talk for no reason, but to to try as much as you're able, you know, to think about what you want to say, or even if you have to create it as you're saying it, because a lot of times a lot of us, and I put myself in that category, we actually clarify our thoughts by articulating them. But even if we're clarifying as we're articulating, we should, well, I'm going to go back to the, to the suggestion for the day before, we should try to live with greater awareness. We should try to concentrate and pay attention to what we're saying, and then really put it forward. And now Swami's also talking about writing, because writing is where people, for some reason, get really, really confused. I've been editing some work that other people have done recently, and it's just amazing to me. I look at a six-line paragraph, and I realize it's one giant sentence. And whereas, you know, and because of this that happened, they went through all of these experiences, but still also wanted to follow through on this one, so they also followed through on that. And it's like, by the time I get to the end, I don't even know where we started. And especially in writing, and Swami says it here, be concise, say what you mean, and don't think that it's better to have fewer pieces of punctuation. Punctuation doesn't cost anything. Capital letters don't cost anything. You don't really make it more clear by causing people to have to just keep going. Or they'll use, people will will do with writing, you know, because this was the way it went, then they did this. Instead of saying, this is the way it went, they did this. You know, just put one idea, I've got it. Second idea, I've got it. But people tend to think that it's better to make this huge conditional phrase and then tell you. But just state the facts, state the facts. And also, I had a very interesting experience learning to write. Swamiji was determined from my early twenties, that I would learn to write. I had a natural ability for it, but it was highly undeveloped, and he stayed on me literally for decades to really train me. So I I paid a lot of attention to all of this. Now let's see, the thought just went out of my head. Let me think for a second what I was trying to say. Mm. And at a certain point in my uh, life, When I moved from Ananda Village, where I started my spiritual life, to Palo Alto, to to Ananda Palo Alto, which is where I've been for the last thirty plus years, I had to take on the responsibility. And in those days, communication was through print media, and we had these monthly and then, you know, quarterly uh, catalogs of all our offerings, and it listed all our classes. Sometimes for at least a month, and gradually then for three months at a time. They were beautifully designed by a friend of mine, very artistic and so on. and And because the design was as important as the as the words, I had to learn to what they call write to the design. So there would be a a, a a block, a space in the among the photographs for whatever the class description was or whatever words needed to be said. So instead of my being able to just say anything I wanted to say, and her put it, starting with text and then fitting in photos, we did it the other way around, which is was a very good technique. It made, made for beautiful literature. So suddenly, I had to, for example, I would have written a class description, and this was just literally what happened. I would write a class description that was 125 words. And then when it came time to, to put it into the design, there was actually room for 50 words. So I had to... Take my 125 words and reduce them to 50. And the darndest realization came to me. I could take 125 and reduce it to 50, and I still got every important idea across. I would read those 50 words, and I realized that it was a perfect description of the class. And then I had to ask myself, what were those other 75 words doing there? You know, they were literally just clogging the drain. That's what they were doing. They were making people in order to get those 50 words of content i made people read all these 75 other words and that was actually and swamiji said it later too that's when i began to learn how to write because that's when i began to realize well cultivate the art of brevity you know what do i really want to say and what, and does this word contribute now in in verbal speech we don't we don't most of us you know we we don't want to edit ourselves that carefully it's just When you edit yourself that carefully, you lose the spontaneity of communication, you become so self-conscious that people feel that you're always withholding. And withholding is not the same as brevity. An unwillingness to open your mind and heart to people is not the same as brevity in the context that Swami is talking about. What he wants us to do is say what we mean. Just say what we mean. And don't just fill the airwaves with extra noise. So, and again, he's also talking to, a, he, he takes the brevity, cultivate the art of brevity, but he says also, a single well-phrased sentence will be remembered, whereas long discourses are mostly forgotten. And having read that sentence was what made me think of my thousand plus videos on YouTube. At least with a video, people can just shut it off, or they can go have dinner and see if she's still going after they come back. <laughs> I feel like it's a free choice and it's your problem. <laughs> and I just offer what I have to say. But the fact is, there's a lot to say about the spiritual path. But still, he's correct. If you say what you mean and use words that have energy. So think about it. You can watch it when you write. You know, emails and text also, my learning to write was long before email and absolutely before text. Text is almost like texts text. I don't know how to say the word, but you know what I'm talking about. It's actually doing the opposite. It's totally destroying communication. because now we just use single words. we're we're beyond brevity. now we're now we've become terse, which is uh, now we're losing the art of communication. Throw your arms up in the hand, throw your hands up in the air. there's no telling. You can't get everything right. We have to all just keep working with it. But insofar as your communication goes, both verbal and written, pay attention. Pay attention to just saying exactly what you mean. And just say what it is. Say it sincerely. Say it clearly. And and don't feel that you have to say it 10 or 12 times. When I was first learning to write, Swami teased me. He said, you're not really clear what you, you don't really know what you want to say, he said. So just to be certain you say it three times. (laughs) Which, when I looked at my writing, was exactly true. I stated it, I restated it, I stated it again. Cultivate the art of brevity, Swami says. A single well-phrased sentence will be long remembered, whereas long discourses are usually soon forgotten. In writing this book, too, I have tried to make every sentence as short and concise as possible. Meandering sentences often lose themselves like country paths in the unkempt grass of tangled thinking.